What's going on, good people? I'd like to welcome you back to the Progression Podcast, man, where we speak on liberation, education, and elevation. Like I tell everybody, I was liberated from the streets, educated in the, in the prison system, and I was elevated once I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Man, welcome back. Welcome back. I have a great guest today for you, and I've been trying to get this man on this podcast for a minute. And uh, the thing about it is, man, he's a good dude, man. I've been knowing this dude, man, for a long time. You know what's crazy about it is since I had uh, the bookstore back in the day, that's when we linked, you know, way back in the day. So the Christian bookstore I had, man, Lincoln, it's been uh, evolving and doing so many things that's different now. And so, man, it's going to be a great day, man. I want to start off with my scripture. Y'all know what my scripture is now. Come on now. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become brand new. I think I put the, another version on there that says are brand new, but that's another version, you know. So, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are brand new. Check it out. Man, I got a cold guest today, man. He got a cold testimony, man. And he's doing a lot of things in the community. He's been doing things with the community, city of Houston. I mean, a whole bunch of stuff. Welcome, my man, JG3. What's going on, man? Double O. Man, What's up, D? Man, good to see you, brother. Man, it's good to be here with you, bro. For sure, for sure, man. Man, I want to get right into it, man. I want to get right into it. How has your week been? Let me ask you that. Let me tell you something, man. It's been, uh, first of all, just all praise due to God. Okay. Uh, You know, man, and and, uh, just super uh, excited about being here with you, bro. (laughs) The week has been amazing. Know it's been stressful but yet blessed. Uh we you know we 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 just trying to move this agenda forward, man. Right. A lot, of, a lot of things is cracking, so I'm excited about it. You know what I always say? I say, oh, it was it was uh challenging but ultimately rewarding. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> no, like that. challenging but ultimately rewarding, you know. I like that. So I want to get right into it, man. I want to ask you. Because I know a lot of stuff, man. I heard your story, yeah. man. I heard uh, I heard the, this testimony that I always remember that's in my mental Rolodex. Me and you was in the back of, our, in, in the back of your church, and we had talked about it. Yeah. And, man, it kind of blew my mind. It's like probably about 80 people know your testimony through me. I had told them about it. You know uh, what I'm saying? Wow. So it's crazy. So. What I want to first start off with, what I want to first start off with, and I'll be doing this stuff, you know, your early life. Can you tell me about your early life? Well, first of all, I, I tripped out and then say, you know, let you introduce yourself, man. Go on, introduce yourself, man. I ain't tripping. Well, I, I'm just nobody trying to tell everybody. <laughs> That's yeah. how we do sometimes. Yeah, yeah, about somebody who can save anybody. That's what's uh, up. Man, just a servant of God. Uh, I'm Johnny Gentry, the third, uh, AKA JG3, you know, uh, born in Houston, Texas, grew up in central California, 
got jumped into the Crip gang in 1983, 84, when crack cocaine and didn't have to gangbang because we didn't, we wasn't projects, we wasn't po, but a lot of middle class kids chose to gangbang back in the yeah. on the West Coast. So got got caught up in that man and uh just did a lot of dirt, you know, really, man, did a lot of things that uh that young cats was doing back on the West Coast. And you know, but man, at the same time, had a whole Christian background, had a whole, hmm. you know, Baptist upbringing, had a praying had a standard. Please believe it. Yeah. Had a mama that was praying, you know, and so just that just that that darkness, man, that pool was trying to pull us mm. into that whole, you know, black on black crime. Man. I'm talking about mm. uh crack cocaine, um, you know, aggravated, you know, type of activity, penitent taking penitentiary chances at 15, 16 years old. Mm. And by God's grace. Um, man, got a football scholarship, went to college and played ball, got hurt my junior year and went back to what I knew, which was hustling. Mm -hmm. uh, messed around and caught my first strike in 1992. Back when Bill Clinton put the three strikes you out, caught my first strike, got sentenced to 10 years, California State Jail, got that suspended, mm -hmm. got that suspended uh, and did a year, California State Jail and uh, came home, man, and did, I hadn't learned my lesson, bro. I had not learned my lesson. I was still hard-headed. And, uh, man, ended up getting into a cross-up with some other Crips from Oakland. And uh, you know how they, when they say they put they put a, they put a hit out on you, bro, put, put, put something over your head. Yeah. A lot of stuff went down. Had to flee to, uh, to H-Town where my daddy was. Back to Texas. But God had a plan, bro. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I thought I was running away from some dirt I had did, but I was really mm. running, I was really running to God's purpose. That's and, what's up. Uh, came to Texas, man, gave my life to Christ, you know, and mm. uh, bruh, just, just um, the rest is history, man. Here I am, and 27 years later, I'm still in eighth town doing what it did. Okay, I ask everybody this question. Yeah. And everybody have a different kind of look at it. Yeah. Penitentiary, your First time in, yeah. Some people say, "Oh, it was you know I was young, so I was just you know all right, you yeah. know I was caught diesel in there anyway." Yeah. Or some people say, "Man, it was like a third world country, man. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't cool." So, what was your experience your first time in? Yeah, man, it was a uh, fake it till you make it, bro. Because hmm. I went in, uh, I was scared. But I had some size on me. I was six foot, 225. You know, I was cock diesel. Uh, I had been reared with these. So I wasn't yeah. really, I wasn't afraid to get them up with these. So, um, you know, it was uh, just a culture shock. Right. You know, um, I was in a foreign land. I'd be, bro, I went to penitentiary out of college. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. yeah, I went, to, I went my senior year in college, bro, is when I, you know, you understand me. So you got the case. What what kind of case was it? It was it was a aggravated assault case. <sighs> yeah, yeah, it was aggravated assault. That uh, hold you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so so uh, man, you know, by God's grace, I I had I had my faith. Um, I had uh, people, you know, on the inside who I knew. 
for some reason, man, I, I found favor. Uh, it was a lot of favor. I didn't know what favor was. There was a lot of favor on my life. So I got in good. Bro, my classification was tight. I wasn't out there, you know, uh, bailing no hay in, in, in the in the in the in the in the field on, the whole squad, on that whole squad. Mm -hmm. I missed that, bro. Brother had a little. I had a mind on me, so they put me in a peer education. Mm. You know, uh, so it, it was it was not a good experience, but I will say it helped make me. And when I came home, um, some of the lessons I learned stuck with me. Right, you put yeah. it in your mental rolodex, so I say already. Yeah, so it's like the the name of this show is called "Know Better, Do Better." You know, what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. once we know better, yep. we should. I say should, should do better, right? Yeah, yeah. So then I want to know, was it in there or was it out here, like the moment that changed your life, like that it was like an epiphany that happened? Yeah, it was a series of events. I'm going to say it started in the free world. It increased in the penitentiary but then it crescendoed in the church. Mm. It, 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 it happened in the church, bro. But can you elaborate? Because you told me this thing before, and it was so amazing. Yeah. Matter of fact, I told a dude today about it. Yeah. I was like, man, this dude told me this, man, one yeah. day. Yeah. So can you share that? Or do you, you know? Man, it's so many layers. I don't remember what I told you. You but... told me about the deacon. The deacon in the church that that that, that kind of messed you up a little bit when you once you got back into the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That you trusted, you know. Yeah. Ooh, I forgot I told you that was. Yeah, it's so many layers. So you know, before I got saved, I got saved at 24 years old. Right. And was in the church for several years. Um, man, I had demons cast out of me, bro. I don't know if your audience is ready for that. Man, but man, I, I remember I had homicide i had anger i had lust rage all of that on me mm. and when i got saved march 8th 1995 um guys some big dudes in the church prayed for me mm. i collapsed i had an outer body experience i'm looking at myself laying in the foyer of this church and i saw these two dark silhouettes leave my body bro these two dark shadows mm -hmm. left like left mm -hmm. so i had demons cast out of me bro that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Uh, but then secondly, I spent the next five years as a disciple, as mm -hmm. a pupil, as a student under Dr. Michael P. Williams, Joy right. Tabernacle, South Park, you know, MLK yeah, yeah. you know, sat under him and may his soul rest in peace. And I became a disciple. And as a disciple, I had some men I looked up to. And bruh, what the story you talking about was it was an elder in the church, man. Mm -hmm who was a regional manager for a large postal company. Right. I'm not going to say the name. Yeah. And, uh, to, to, you know, to yeah, we all know it's two of them, but we know, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. the two. What, what can yeah. Brown do for you? Yeah, yeah. And, and then whatever the other one is. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and man, bottom line is I was trying to get some guys ready to go into the prisons because we had a very amazing church. With a lot of good men. I was like, why are we not in the we in South Park? A lot of cats are coming home to MLK to, you know, even though I'm from the north side, you know, a lot of cats was, you know, my church on the south side. So I said, man, I got, man, listen, long story short, I did a, a prayer breakfast 
had about 40 men sign up to go into the prisons to do prison ministry. Right after that meeting, this, this elder, this, this, this brother you're talking about, approached me and asked me to help him move some drugs, bro. Mm. A large quantity. Mm. So that was nothing but the devil. Mm. I, I bit. I bit. Uh, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, and four days later, you know, about about forty thousand dollars later, and about 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 four days later, bro, I was face down at Greens Point Mall with the uh, with the undercovers, bro, with the nine millimeters to the head. Get out on the ground, freeze! Mm. You know I mean? Yeah, they taking the work out the trunk, bro. They took the work out the trunk. I can hear the demons laughing at me. I'm sitting in the back of the police car, hemmed up. I can hear the church. I can hear the demons laughing at me, bro. We got him. The elder in the church, man. God. You know what? I think about that all the time. I say, man, you just got to be careful, man. I did a a podcast called You in the Way. It's a lot of people that's in the church, man. They be in the way, man. You know what I'm saying? I be like, man. So when that happened, like I say, you free now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So God saw fit to, like I have the liberation, education, and elevation thing. I was liberated, you know, from the street life. Yeah. But the only way I was liberated from the street life, I went into the penitentiary. Yeah. And then I was educated in there. Yeah. And I'm not talking about math or or science. I'm talking about Jesus Christ entered my life while I was in there. And then I was elevated I'm talking about once I gave my life to him because to tell you the truth, a lot of things were moving out here in the free world while I was in the prison. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know even that store that you came through, that yeah. stuff was on the move before I even came out. Yeah. And when I came out and saw it, I was like, oh, God has been doing some things once I gave my life to him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, that's the crazy things. Now, Pastor, I want to get into it. I just got to get into this. Yeah. Your thoughts on tradition in the church. My God. Now, it's like I remember one time uh, this dude, I had a cap on at church. Mm-hmm. And so the dude was like, hey, take your cap off in the church. You know what I'm saying? I did it. Because I was like, you know, but at that time, I'm telling you, I was like strong. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I was on my honeymoon in, in Christendom and I was mm-hmm. like strong with that word on him, you know. And so <laughs> yeah. I didn't I didn't say nothing at that time. I just took the hat off. Yeah. But yeah. I went to him and I asked him after I don't know if the church was over, but I asked him, why do I have to take my my cap off, you know? Yeah. And he said, it's in the Bible. And I say, nah, it's not in the Bible. I say, what is in the Bible in the Old Testament is ladies got to have their head covered. Right. I say, so will you tell every woman in this building to go cover their head? Yeah. Oh, no, nah, I can't do that. I say, well, why you came to me and told me to take off my hat? Yeah. I say, but I understand this is your house. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to respect the rules of your house, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. don't never tell another person that that's in the Bible because it's not. It's not. Yeah. And so, but when I'm, I'm going to do what they ask me to do, of course, because right. I'm not a Raleigh person anyway, right. when I'm in 
you know, spiritual spots and stuff like that. Right. So I just wanted to get it right. Like I told another dude, you got to catch a fish for you clean a fish. How did you, how do you know that maybe before I walked in that church, I yeah. said, man, I'm going to try this church thing one more time. Yeah. And if it don't work, I ain't never coming back. And yeah. he was my first example that made me get out of there. In the way. Get out the way. Right. You're in the way. you yeah. in the way. Mm. So what are your thoughts on the tradition in the church? Yeah. You know, uh, double O, I think of uh, Mark 7 and 13 that says the traditions of men mm. have made the word of God of null effect. <laughs> Bro. Ooh. Brother. Man. That's pretty, tra tra tradition is potent. Something that can make God's word of no effect. Mark tradition. 13, Lord. Bruh, Mark 17, tradition can snuff out God's word, man. Mm. That, that uh, I, I learned that, uh, I thank God that, you know, I went to a traditional church as a child, but then once I got saved as an adult, I went to a very non-traditional, outside the box, charismatic ministry, where the word had free course, the word was allowed. You know, I'll say that um, my former pastor wrote a book called Tradition, called Tradition Trap. Mm. Michael Williams wrote a book called Tradition Trap. He talked about how tradition can uh, trap leaders and church people right. uh, because of tradition. You know, man-made uh, rituals. Um, That's it man, right there. Man-made practices. Yes. Uh, man-made observances. Mm. Man-made ideas. That when you hold that, when you when you call that brother, say, "Hey, man, show me that." Why you tell him to take my hat off? He couldn't show you in the word. Right. He just said it, and I was supposed to. But like I tell you, I was on that road right at that time. You know, what yeah. I'm saying I'm on that honeymoon when I I, I had been saved probably like at that time about two years. Yeah. So you know, I'm 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 this real strong like yeah, yeah, I'm ready still. to you know tell you about yourself, right. you know. Right. So I want to I wanted to get back into like that. I want to stay in that vein. Yeah. I want to see how we can bridge the gap mm -hmm. between the old saints and the young saints. Like like what I see sometimes, I see the younger saints on fire for God. But the older saints be been playing for a long time, yeah, and they look at that as ah, you're doing too much. We don't have, to, we don't do that, right. you know, over here, and yeah. you know, we don't wear that or whatever, you know. Like, I, I just want to see how we can bridge the gap between the old saints yeah. and the new saints. What you think about that? I think it starts with leadership, whether mm -hmm. it's in a church or in a small group or in a community, there has to be a vision for multi-generational, you know, movement. Okay. In other words, we not an old church with, with 70 year old and 80 year old people. And then we don't have nothing for the young people. Then right, on, the, right. on, the flip, on the flip side, we not a young church that's radical right, you know, right. doing this and doing that. And then we, we, we dis, we dishonor the older generation. Right. I think there has to be leadership, that understands the gumbo, mm. you know, that mix of the older as well as the younger generation, embracing the wisdom of the older generation at the same time, harnessing the energy right. and, and the freshness, you know, right. of the newer generation. Isaiah 43 and 18 says, behold, I do a new thing. 
Right. Now it shall spring forth. Will you not know it? So there are new things happening in the body of Christ. It's new moves of God. And so I think when the old heads like us, I call it, I'm I'm putting myself in that category. (laughs) Yeah, me too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Because I'm more, I'm as the older I get, I want them hymns. You know, I want yeah, yeah, yeah. 100s. I want they keep me near the cross and. And, and you know, past not on gentle savior. I want some of that. But see, me and you, we not too twice removed from that because my grandmother used to be into that, you know, real tough. So yeah. I know that amazing grace. See, yeah. these grandmothers today, they 32. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and they bust it wide open. They doing some right. other stuff, you know what I'm saying? Right, so right. that that goes to my second thing. Yeah. Church in the new culture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, cause how do? But I really want to preface this because I saw it with you, mm-hmm. and I saw it with your church, and we were trying to navigate church during the COVID. Yeah, right. Yeah. And COVID kind of like had us trying to do church a different way. Yeah. Right. So now we learn about Zoom. We learn about streaming. You yeah. know, now you got to you got to kind of learn on the fly. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's a lot of stuff now in the new culture. How do you do church in the new culture? Yeah, I think it is doing what Jesus would do. Hmm. That is that he said, I become all things to all oh, men yeah. that I might win some. To win you, I become a Jew. To the Gentile, yeah. to the, Gentile, to the yeah. you know what I'm saying, and so it is realizing the culture, realizing the age, and then adapting the delivery of the gospel um, through the vehicles and the mediums that reach people, and that's media, right. it's film. So you talking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's media, it's film, so it's podcast. This is church, bro. We in right, church. right. See, that's yeah. why I go into my second thing. Yeah. We sometimes do eight track church in a streaming society you know i used to say eight track church in an ipod society but now we pass ipod yeah yeah now we're in a streaming society yeah so it's like the devil he done stepped his game up please believe it while we still stuck in doing the traditions the traditional ritual like you said of the church and we cannot move past it's like when i went to school right when i went to school we had dope dealers man that would be out there but some most of them dope dealers they used to see something special in you yeah they say no 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 keep keep moving man yeah homie you yeah you ain't ain't been the bang homeboy you're not right or some, you know, they would say you you just really had to push your way in. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But some of them, them OGs would be like, "Nah, this ain't the life for you, uh, little man. Go to school. You know, he'll a little money, but you know, stay in school. You know." Yeah. yeah. Now it's kind of different. The kids got to deal with different things going, you know, to school. Yeah. You know, like man, we would never fight on a teacher, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was like different. Out, bro. You out of line for that. Right. Even yeah. when old folks was on the porch, you know, we might come by, we cussing. Somebody will say, hey, 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 that's Miss Jackson, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody be quiet. But yeah. now you say, hey, hey, hey that's Miss Jackson. That man, F Miss Jackson. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, I mean, these youngsters right. would right. do that. Yeah. So the, where the church have to evolve Yeah. to me 
your the way you were doing church was kind of giving an example how yeah. to evolve. Yeah. So talk about that. That experience. Man, um, you know, to your point, I remember when 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 the OGs wouldn't even sell dope on a church parking lot at mm. night weekend. Right. They go across the street and the tricks Sundays too. Sundays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the yeah. tricks and the tricks wouldn't turn tricks on a church parking lot. Now we're not gonna park in this parking lot. We're gonna go over here and park and do. Right. Um, Holy Spirit told me in 2016 to transition my church from a Generation X and a Boomer church to a Millennial church. I didn't even know what Millennials were. Right. We had this choir, bro. You know, we had the praise team. Yeah, all, yeah. You know, a bunch of us older folks sing older songs. Yeah. And, and and I watched, watch this now. I watched pastor friends of mine whose kids grew up in the church, left the church mm. because it was irrelevant. Right. And I had small, I said, you know, I started praying. I said, how can we keep the church relevant? Because I have four kids and they all are very, they're independent. They all think yeah. they are. So I said, how do we keep it relevant? You know, get it out that eight track stage. You know, with us old folk, we doing it the way we like it, but then make it relevant for the next generation. And right. so we we sat down, the praise team, who was a bunch of older folks. I brought in the young people, put them on the instruments, put them on the microphone, and they were able to lead their way. So I think it begins with, you know, having visible youth in your leadership and in your, in your you know, in your, in your, uh, in all of your visible areas of the ministry. You know, it involves getting their input, getting their ideas integrating them don't just have them for one sunday doing a little speech or doing a little doing a little right right you just look like you just doing look like something. look like you slopping them you yeah, know you yeah, just know they have to be an integral part of the movement they have to be an right. integral part i just think that in order you know in order to go from an eight track church into a into a streaming type of church we really have to embrace their ideas their talent you know the use of technology is one you know uh young people like small groups they don't like church right. church right they don't like they don't like Sunday school. Right. They like they like meeting in the house at the coffee shop. Mm -hmm. uh, use of technology. Uh, they don't yeah. want to hear. They don't want to hear the sermon. Interactive. They, they want to be the sermon. Right. We got to have outreach. We got to have programs. We got to have mission. We got to mobilize them into the into the apartment complexes, into the places where the pathologies really are, and make sure that they're engaged. Right. And so yeah. you know, it was like uh, we did a uh, we did a. Uh, a panel one time yeah. and it was kids out there. And so we asked the kids mm -hmm. <laughs> who think church is boring, <laughs> man. Every kid raised their hand in the audience. Yeah. Yeah. So one girl, uh -huh. one little girl we asked, so, well, what you think? She said, they talking over my head. Yeah. She yeah. said, they say, girl, yourself. I don't know what that means. <laughs> they say, uh, that son going to come back. Your son, gonna, I don't have any children. I got other problems. Yeah. Why you not, you know, targeting me? You know, I need yeah. to hear. And man, that was probably about, about seven years ago. I remember that. And it's crazy that you say that. But I want to get into some congratulations to, to you. And I want to ask you, do you know what this is? So like that. I messed up. Look at that. Yeah. I messed up too. I'm not perfect, huh? You got it. Do you know ah, what this ah, is? Ah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So yes. uh my other homeboy was one of the other 50 with you. Okay. Enzel Jennings, you know, which yeah. is my homeboy. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, he was one of them, the 50 with you. Yeah. And so, man, it was so cool to see you as one of the 50, one of the 50, celebrated as one of the 50 uh, black professional entrepreneurs this year. Yeah. And I want to, I don't have no claps on my uh, thing yet. I'm going to have to get them. So I'm going to just have to clap myself. And yeah. man, and so I just wanted to ask you, so that night, what did you feel? What did you, what, what did you like about that night? You know, um, that was the uh, top 50 black entrepreneurs and professionals in, in Houston. Right. I was nominated for that and awarded. And I really, it came at the right time because I was going through something personal. I was going mm. through a personal failure at the time. Mm. Uh, and it was God's way of showing me, I still see you. Right. Don't get described. So um, that night I felt very honored. Uh, I felt very humbled. And I felt, I felt like, okay, now that you, now that they, they saying this, now you got to really mash the gas on them. You really got to really got to be your best version of yourself. You really got to be go deeper into integrity, go deeper into prayer, go deeper into self-discipline, time management, execution. Man, you know, earn this thing. That I didn't think I earned that, bro. It's a lot of right amazing people in Houston, bro. You know, right. and so you know what? Just what you said is crazy. I've been trying to I mash on this integrity thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I do this podcast now, and yeah. I'm giving advice, and I'm telling them about what I think, you know, uh, people should do. Double O, you need to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I'm I'm getting good in these areas, but there's some areas I'm lacking, and so yeah. I'll be like, man, Double O, this gonna put you in a corner, right? What you gonna do now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Financially, yeah. uh. You're going to be a good steward with your money. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You yeah. know, what are you going to do? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I like to thank you because, man, whenever I called on you to do something, help me with a project, man, you came through financially, uh, uh, been at your church, done a whole bunch of things. And so yeah. really, I want to ask you before we get out of here, I want to ask you about something. Yeah. I want to ask you about the box creative. Yeah. I want to know what was the brainchild for that. Yeah. And what is it to tell the people? And then what was the brainchild for that? Yeah. We in a pandemic and no church was happening. I was burnt out on church and I got with a, 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 I had a, honestly, it was a business tech white dude from the West side of town that said, how can I help the black community in light of George Floyd and Ahmaud Osbury? Mm. I said, man, bring some of that business skill that you got and coach some of these black entrepreneurs in my community. We need some coaching. We need to know how to do profit and loss statements. We need to know how to design our own website, how to do love. So he came and we, we coached. We started a business incubator and we coached 13 black owned businesses and gave them $10,000 micro loans, no interest loans. And we started this concept called the Box Creative. Mm. The Box Creative is a space, it's a 10,000 square foot building at 7111 Homestead, shout out to the North side, N-A-W-F, N-A-W-F, you know about Amen, that. amen. Yeah, I know you fifth ward, but you got one foot on Homestead too. Yeah, but, I, but I'm, you know, I'm in a city, you know, I'm, I'm, I represent North side, but I'm in a city, but yeah. Already, already, and so in a nutshell, the Box Creative 
is a event space for creative entrepreneurs. To, it has a black box theater that seats 275 people for live recordings, productions, video shoots, plays, worship nights, you name it. Then it has a, a light box, the, a light, what we call the light box, which is all white room for photography, you know, uh, corporate events, uh, uh, parties, you know, whatever it right. is. And it's super affordable. We just added a podcast. We added two podcast suites. So if you oh, to, I didn't know that. If you're looking for a podcast suite, you come there and rent the podcast. We also just added a recording studio. Double O side. I'm right here. I'm waiting for a podcast spot, man. You get the homeboy rate. You okay, know? I'm ready. I'm ready. And so then we got a, a full recording studio run by Trey Cosmos, Trey Creative. Cool, cool. That's my boy. It's becoming a media uh, hub for the community for creative entrepreneurs. That's what's up, man. I, I, you know, when I hear stuff like that, I hear forward. Yep. You know, I hear forward. I don't hear backwards. Yeah, I hear forward. Yeah, man, it was so good talking to you, man. I want to know, do you have anything to say now? This this show, like I told you, now I've been trying to get into the prison, you know, onto the JPay platform, right? And it's coming. Yeah, God is gonna make a way, right? Mm -hmm. But I talked to a lot of ex-incarcerated individuals and they 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 uh subscribe to my youtube channel they subscribe on apple all that stuff mm -hmm. so man the, the guy that just got out because i know you was there one time mm -hmm. i was there one time yep. the guy that just got out that is trying to navigate this life he's giving his life to god but he's trying to navigate out here without doing something to go back. Yeah. Can you give last thoughts to those people? My brother, God bless you. Stay with it. Don't play with it. Mm -hmm. uh, keep, keep your hand in God's hand. Surround yourself with mentors and other men who have already accomplished what it is that you're doing. Whether you're a female, whether you're a male, you need mentors. You need people who, who've already, like, you, you know, your Andre Barnes, your 007s, your John, people who've already been that path. Uh, who can give you a hand up. I will say, uh, keep Christ first. Uh, don't sell out. Don't get discouraged. Sometimes it gets better before it gets worse. Sometimes God is testing you and will allow you to hit rock bottom to see if you're going to go back to your old ways right before the breakthrough. Somebody's right at their breakthrough. So just keep your head up, you know, keep pressing forward, keep it pushing, keep Christ at the center. I don't care what it looks like. Don't give up before the miracle happens. Right. I want to tell you, now that's a good one, but I want to tell you how appreciative I am. I might not call you all the time and tell you this, but I'm looking, yeah. I'm watching you, you know, and how appreciative I am of, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but appreciative, they say, you know. That's the word. But, yeah. So of what you've been doing over the years, as far as the community, uh, I've seen what you've been doing with the uh, with the city of Houston, yeah. with feeding people. And man, I always saw a line at your church, just feeding people, water, everything. And the stuff you're doing on Homestead, the outreaches and, and stuff you're doing. So my thing is, man, somebody looking. Mm -hmm. I'm looking and I'm saying, man, salute to you. 
Great I guy. thank you for thinking of another person. Just thinking of another person is so cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And that's what you do, man. You be thinking of another person. I see, like, you think of another person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, man, I salute you for that, man. Salute, homie. Man, love you. Thank you for for coming on the, the Progression Podcast, man. You know what I'm saying? Love it. Man, yeah. you speak that liberation education and elevation man yes sir and man that kind of stuff you talk about man that's to come from where you came from mm-hmm. you understand what i'm saying to come from that that testimony you gave to be one of the 50 you know how many people in houston yeah and yeah. how many entrepreneurs are in houston yeah. And you one of the 50 that's recognized yeah. right here. You know what I'm saying? Thank and you've been on my 50 list, though. You know what I'm saying? Thank God, brother. We thank Man, you. Love you, my brother. Love you back, bro. Man, thank thank you. you. Yeah, thank you for doing what you do. You are OG in the game. Your voice is vital from our generation for the hip hop culture to the kingdom culture. You bridging the gap, bro. Don't stop speaking. Don't stop doing what you're doing because I'm watching you. I'm admiring you. I much respect and much Bless love. Bless you, man. Hey, stay on for a second because I'm going to need to talk to you right quick. All right. All right. So, man, that was my man, JG3, as he's called now. You know what I'm saying? Johnny Gentry, Pastor Johnny Gentry. Man, you don't know how much it uh, it was a pleasure to talk to him on here because he's one of my mentors. He's one of the guys that I've been looking to, and I've seen a lot of things that he's done with his church. And, and man, I say, man, he maneuvering and taking care of stuff. And, and I always seen that. And, man, I always looked up to that cat, man. You know what I'm saying? So what I want y'all to do, man, leave your comments. Leave your comments and tell me what y'all thought of the show, man. Tell me what you want to ask about the show. And one thing, too, we on Spotify, podcast, Apple podcast, Google podcast, Samsung podcast. Subscribe to YouTube, man, the, the Progression podcast. That's us, man. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, that's us. I love y'all, man. Peace.